Hello, and welcome to the next episode of Cargofield Talks. My name is Rob Taylor. I'm the headmaster at Cargofield School. We're based in Barnton, to the northwest edge of Edinburgh. We're about to celebrate our 150th anniversary, and over this time, our school has developed into one of the leading prep schools in Scotland and the north of England. This podcast today is the third in our nursery series, which is aimed at parents of younger children. We've talked already about how we communicate with parents and also about emerging literacy amongst young children. And today we're going to be looking at early numeracy and how we might develop this for nursery aged children. Now at Cargofield we're lucky because we have a thriving nursery of 45 children aged between three and five. We're also lucky to have fantastic space and facilities for our youngest children and benefit from a very experienced and stable team of nursery practitioners. I'm delighted to say that today I'm joined by Katie Nickel, who is an experienced member of that team and is going to join me for our conversation today. So welcome, Katie. And I want to start by asking the question, where do you start with young children and numeracy? Well, I think everybody thinks we should start with numbers. Let's look at our numerals, let's learn our numerals. And it's not at all. We should be starting with counting out amounts. So learning basically the threeness of three. Do you know if you're throwing showing three fingers that the children know that's three? Can they count out amounts up to three? And then doing fingers, so you're going one, touching the object, coming back, two, touching the object, coming back, three, touching the object and coming back. So the children are learning what three is and then we will move on to the numeral three going with the amounts. But it's more important that they learn about amounts and um, correspondence or one-to-one correspondence as they count out. And I imagine that happens in the nursery classroom, but probably that happens at home or when parents are, are out and about with their children as well. Yeah, it's just when you're out and about. In nursery, we do it basically by play-based activities. So we'll put things into the sand and get them to count out three things. We'll get them to look for the number and match the numeral to the three things. We'll use dices and we'll do songs from um, blast off. So you're going zero to five or five to zero. All these different things, learning them to count up, to count down, putting your peas on your plate, count how many peas onto your plate. So they're doing the physical counting onto your plate. So they're grasping the amounts before they really get hold of the numerals. So counting is a really important key skill and an early skill for them to have achieved. And you're talking about going upwards and going down, so they've got to be able to manage it both ways, uh, forward and backward, I think you said. If I'm a parent, that that sounds something that as a parent I I can understand, it's a concept I understand, Mm -hmm. but are there any key rules in this that you would give me so that I get this right? Do it the same way that you're doing it. Well, you have to kind of do it, not the same way every time, but you have to, the children have to recognise amounts. So if you're doing lots of like songs with 10 green bottles, it's the repetition of it. So 10 green bottles, um, five fat sausages in a pan, blast off. So you're going, you're coming from five down to one, you're coming from 10 down to one, or you're going like the ducks when the little ducks swim away, you're counting them back and you're counting them. You count, sorry, you're counting them away and then you're counting them back. So it's repetition 
all the time, but repetition in many different contexts. Got you. And I remember you telling me that there's a there's there's sometimes an issue though that you can count with children and then ask them for the answer and they'll come up yeah. with a completely different answer. So that's a cardinal principle. So when you're counting, so if you're counting out five things at home, so you're counting out five Ps, we tend to go one, two, three, four, five. How many Ps? And the child will go 12. So by doing the cardinal principle, you have to emphasise the last number. So you go one, two, three, four, five. How many Ps? So you're emphasising the last number to encourage the child to recognise that goes. And we do it with everything as you're counting along. When you're doing these songs, so you're like um, 10 green bottles. So how many now? So we've knocked one down. So what comes before 10? Nine. What number is it? So you're emphasising. So, so that emphasis on the last number yeah. as being the answer is the important thing so that they know what to look for. Right. So we've got counting. We've, we've worked that out. Where might children go next? Where might you go next with children? So once we've got that they're understanding amounts or we're still practising amounts, we start looking at dice array and, and dots. Again, it's a way of doing understanding, like I said before, the threeness of three. They know if they roll a dice and they three, see the three dots, that's three. But they also know the three buttons lying on the table, that's three. The three number is three. It's getting them to link all these bits together. And again, it's through repetition, through games, snakes and ladders, all these kind of games where they're linking the dice arrays to um, either the games they're playing or counting out amounts, or even just as you're walking around the school, you can see these numbers around and it's getting them to look at the three and recognise there's three dots underneath so it's still the same. Principle and, at. and and if you're working with the dice, I, you know they, these these numbers have a pattern, don't they? Yeah. So perhaps you're looking at that pattern. So patterns are, is a huge bit of it as well. Anything that's a repeating pattern. So even if you're doing like we do quite a lot of shape repeating patterns, you're counting from zero to ten is a repeating pattern because as soon as you get to ten, you go to eleven, twelve. So patterns are a huge thing, and it's recognizing patterns around, which is where Numicon also comes in as well because Numicon is a pattern. So tell, tell me about together. Numicon because I keep hearing about Numicon both in the nursery and the pre-prep as being a, a really terrific way of teaching early maths. So well, what is it? Numicon is the is a good tool. So it's lots of little plastic shapes basically and they're different colours. So the number one's orange and it's one dot that you can put your finger in. Then obviously there's number two, three, right up to ten. So it's learning children that when they are counting that you can put like a one and two together and it'll make the same shape as number three. So it's learning the children that they can add amounts together, but the patterns and the colours will repeat. So when they go above 10, to learn them, it's a the 10 is the unit and you're adding one on. So it's not a one and a two, it's a 10 and a two. So they've got this 10 which they have learned in their early maths. They've played with it. They've used it in Play-Doh. They've painted with it. They've put pom-poms in the holes. All these kind of games to strengthen their, um, or, sorry, consolidate their knowledge of numbers. So when they start moving above 10, they're recognising it's 10 plus 3 plus 4, and it helps in their addition and their subtraction as they move up the school. Fantastic. Because I, And I know that it continues to be very effective as the children are getting older. We use it more for a play-based activities because if they're playing with it, they're feeling it, 
they're getting used to the colours. So you can hold it up and they will know by the colour what it is without sometimes even having to count the holes. So they get to know by the colour. So as they move in, they've said in primary one, as they move into primary one, it becomes easier for them to do their counting amounts together. Mm. But I suspect for parents at home, you don't have to have necessarily sophisticated um, uh, school-based devices, you know, perhaps plastic cups. or You can use anything down to your peas, your chips, your cups, your forks, your knives, even um, counting little tongs on your fork is a good way to do it. It's lots, it's just making it really fun and doing it repeatedly in every context and then you know they're secure. So that, that brings me round to, I suppose, the, the, the important question. If, if you were giving um, advice to parents about helping develop their child's numeracy, what's the most important thing that they can do? Personally, I would say it's make it fun. Have lots of fun doing it, but allow your child also to make mistakes because you have they have to learn their trial and error and build the resilience of doing it. So if you're making it really fun, allowing them to make the mistakes and then helping them work through to get the correct answer or whatever, if, even if it's snakes and ladders, to make sure they get to the top, make it as much fun as you possibly can. Right, and an experiment. Yeah, experiment. So, it's so all mis- about trial and error to yeah, get there. Mistakes aren't bad yeah. in that. I suppose a follow-up question might be, if I was concerned as a parent that my child was struggling with those concepts, um, what, what, what should I do? Come and ask us. Come and ask the nursery teachers. Seek advice, because it might be something as simple as, well, do you know, take Numicon home because they can do it in Numicon get practicing with them they'll build their confidence they'll manage it and something you can reinforce with them when they're at nursery don't stress over it it could be age stage development and they will get it just make it fun Hmm. the more fun the better chance you've got that they will get it so that's the key message numbers must be fun and and they'll move forward it does however link as you, you said there about about them being ready and our our next podcast is actually going to be on the topic of child development and age and stage and when they're ready to do things. So that links very nicely. But for for now, Katie, thank you very much for coming and talking to me about numbers and about numeracy. Um, And to our parents, thank you for listening in um, to our thoughts. Please share this podcast with your friends and family if you think they'd be interested. Um, And let us know whether we've answered some of your questions as well. We're very keen to get feedback on whether you're finding this useful and helpful for your younger children. For the moment, though, thank you for listening, and we look forward to speaking to you again on our next episode of Cargafield Talks.